Greetings, friends, apes, fellow 60s, 70s swinger types. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, here with a brief introduction. That's right, it's April. We continue our, our journey through damn dirty April with the entire Planet of the Apes franchise. Uh, first, we arrived, then we went beneath, and now we escape. Back to 70, 60s, 70s Los Angeles. It's a very weird vibe. Um, it's kind of a fun fish out of ape out of water story, right? Uh, about us doing better than them, you think, and then it gets dark, as all of these fucking movies do. Um, this is one of my favorite movies in the entire franchise. So, this is great. Tomorrow, my actual favorite Planet of the Apes movie, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. If you want to hear that, you got to go over and support the show on Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. The absolute bar none best way to help us grow the show, uh, keep improving the show. It means the world to us that you do that, but also you get a lot of exclusive stuff like the rest of the Planet of the Apes movies. Uh, we have a big Patreon exclusive library. We're doing commentaries, miniseries. You can even ha have us do specific episodes you'd like to hear. So if you'd be so kind to go support the show and join us for Conquest tomorrow, that is uh, patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. We appreciate it. You can also leave five-star ratings and reviews everywhere you uh, do podcast. Listen to podcast. You can also specifically invite some of your friends to come join Damn Dirty April. They don't like Planet of the Apes. We got hundreds of other episodes you can share with them. I'm sure we've talked about a movie they love. That would mean the world to us. Again, also go check out Jay Rollins' art uh, so you can find all of Jay's amazing work. He's a great artist, a greater guy. Uh, we had a blast. I'm so glad he brought this to us. This has been really fun. Also, make sure you go check out the YouTube Film Alchemist over on YouTube so you can see us yelling at each other. And email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Hit us up on social if you want to talk about anything. Without further ado, let's escape the planet of the apes. I can't help thinking somewhere in the universe there has to be something better than man. No! We have seen the birth of the planet of the apes! Let's go spy the monkeys. You may not like what you find. You blew it up! God oh, damn you! God damn you all the hell! It's a madhouse! A madhouse! Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty... April! I'm just kidding, it's me. <laughs> I think this one is forgotten, but it's so fucking good. Like, I kind of remember them, like, because this was my favorite Star Trek, right? I, I mostly, for the most part, have always hated Star Trek my whole life because, you know, we were in the wars. It was Star Wars versus Star Trek kids, and I chose my side, and that's fun. Plus, Star Trek's just like nerds, like, walking around space. You know what I mean? There's nothing that cool about it. But as I've gotten older, I've appreciated Star Trek more and more. There you go. My favorite of the original Star Trek movies is when they go to the 70s San Francisco and need to get a whale. Because there's just something <laughs> really fun about that one, right? And this has all of that fun. It kind of loses a lot of the, you know, subtext that we're used to in Planet of the Apes, right? It feels like it's not talking about a lot. It lulls you into this fun shopping spree on Rodeo Drive. And then it starts fucking 
falling apart rapidly and leaves you with your fucking jaw on the floor by the end of the fucking movie. So Jay, I'm going to kick it to you, man. Open us up. What do you what do you think about Planet of the Apes or Escape from the Planet of the Apes, right? What's your first thoughts, your memories? Uh what about this movie stands out so much to you? So weirdly, this one was my favorite sequel when I was a kid. I yeah. like this was the one for me. Um and it's 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 the what makes it what it is is the role reversal. Uh they get to be Taylor in the ape world. They get to experience the same thing. And it feels like at first, um, we're doing better than the apes did. Us reacting to seeing talking apes, we did a better job than they did, but it devolves yeah. into exactly what they did to take. Uh, which I love. They did it so well. And like uh, you know, it's the it's the people who are the guy who is the Zaya stand-in. Yeah. The the guy who knows science or whatever, who's just like, they will destroy us. He's just Zayas. Um, yeah. He's not Aslan. even in charge of anything. The president is just like, the people love the talking apes. Why don't we just chill out? <laughs> oh, what? 2,000 years from now, the world's going to end? I mean, were you here for the Bay of Pigs? I thought okay. it was going to happen tomorrow. I, awesome. <laughs> this, is, this is the biggest <laughs> issue the I had with the movie. Is the guy's like, wait, so in like 2,000 years... The gorillas and the still people blow everything up. And you're like, that's a good run. I think if I ask everyone I know, do you think that we'll make it 2,000 more years? Almost every adult would say no fucking chance. That, I think, was my favorite moment. One of my favorite moments in the movie. with Because, like, again, we talked about this last time. Like, the fatal flaw for me a lot of the time in playing the Apes movies is when we focus on humans. I'm like, I don't give a shit about humans in these movies like, <laughs> at all. Almost routinely. That moment might be the best of like, who the fuck cares about two thousand years from now? Like, if I was, yeah, seventies Joe Biden's just like, dude, I got to take a nap. Are we done here? Yeah. Like, like I, we, I'm over it. Do you realize she said thirty nine fifty? We might all die. Like, yeah. Are you? I think that's be what he says. I'm not up for re-election then. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah, dude, who cares? That's I'd say. It's like, dude, that's like my 18th grandkid by then. Live, I won't give a live fuck your about life, that. dude. <laughs> I'd be like, dude, get a life. Just like you know. Go enjoy this amazing miracle of science and move on. Who cares? Right. I I don't even get what his job is. He's like a time science advisor. He's, the, he's yeah. the science, the science advisor. advisor. But again, I'm like, worst science advice ever, which was like, do you in 2000, we got to get rid of these guys now. In 2000 years, they might take us down. It's like, all right. Like, he doesn't actually, really explain his worry. And I think that his worry is what's happening. His worry is that the reason that the apes come to power is because apes came from the future to breed with modern right. he's trying to be like this is what I makes think... it happen mm -hmm. um but he doesn't have that conversation properly he never explains time travel properly that's i remember very specifically watching this with my dad and him describing the picture within a picture within a picture the painter and, I was like, the painter and the painter yeah and i said what does that have to do with time travel and my dad my dad said just 70s bullshit <laughs> i mean that's a great summation for all time travel i think i think what he does right i kind of like his 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 explanation because it's it's just this just go with us guys right he's like time is an, a highway with infinite amount of lanes right and then he's like yeah there's a painter who's painting a landscape but he's not in it so another painter does it and he's not in it so they keep doing that but essentially what he's saying right when he's telling the 
the president that he wants to murder the two apes just because, you know, 3,000 years from now, that might be some shit. He says, I don't know which timeline could be, right? Like, I don't know which timeline it is. I don't know if I'm a bad guy or an instrument of God. But his big thing, right, is his line I loved, right? I thought it was actually a great character. As he just says, someone has to start caring, right? The nukes, the Cold War, the overpopulation, the the pollution. Someone has to start caring. And this is a, right, because this is a small problem, right? He can start caring about this and fix it right now. He can't Mm. stop the Cold War. He can't stop pollution and overpopulation. But he can fucking murder these two apes. You know what I mean? Like, so in his mind, it's an action, like a man who knows that much, right? I think that that's the ignorance is bliss thing, right? The more you're aware of all this stuff, it just, it fucking takes this toll on you and your insignificance. This is an actionable step for a guy who only deals in abstract painter bullshit. Yeah. It's, uh, speaking of knowing too much, uh, <laughs> I, Cornelius did not let us in on how much he knew about the Illuminati yeah. in the first movie. Yeah. Um, he knows about the, oh, 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 okay. So <laughs> according to the Sacred Scrolls, mm-hmm. it was Aldo, General Aldo from the last movie who was the first one to speak. Now, my question is, did they, because they well, said ta- all the dogs about and the, the paradoxical dogs would die and the apes would rise. That would be like 300 years. Now, my question is, are the sacred scrolls just wrong? Like, you know, like word of mouth changes and then you don't get a writing system for a couple hundred years. And then you like, you decide that that happened. And although in a, the original timeline really was the first to speak, which is why he feels like he should be the leader. Bam. Okay. Or. <laughs> no, no, no. Cause that's uh, Ursus going back in the in last time. Movie. Wait, did going back in time change things? Right. Or? This is the bootstrap paradox. But, but like, or my favorite version, it was always going to be like this. It's a closed loop. And Aldo changed changed the history, wrote it down himself. Aldo's descendants said that it was him because there's no mention of Caesar in any of the sacred scrolls right my theory has always been right because there is this weird adam and eve thing with caesar and and zero right and essentially the science guy's like if they get out and start fucking normal chimps we're dead (laughs) i was like wait what uh the rubber suited apes we see in this movie you know that's probably not going to be their jam the the other ape suits are fucking horrendous in this Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, the sad whoa, chimpanzee whoa, whoa. mom. You're and telling that me those are not real? Gorilla. Holy yeah, that, shit. that gorilla was ridiculous. <laughs> but what is fun is because they add this character, Milo, who we don't really know anything about. He's another science dude. He gets fucking choked out by the gorilla. Yeah. He dies. So they decide they're going to name their son Milo. Right. Right? In the original scrolls, they talk about Arlo as the first one who said no. I think that's a miscommunication. I think their son is Arlo, Milo and Arlo. I think he's the one who first stood up after the plague of cats and dogs, which we see was a real thing, right? Because we see Zero walk through a hotel and this dog barks at her. She's like, (gasps) and I was like, oh, fuck, they don't have dogs in the future. And then like bought a scene later, they're like, oh yeah, all cats and dogs were murdered and humans wanted pets. That's what started. I think that's like a very underrated addition to the mythology is that we needed pets so badly after there was a plague of pets that we started them. But I think, I think Milo is Arlo. It's a very personally. 
it's a really ingenious i actually thought i i I agree i think the cats and dogs things are really interesting because they never explain why they look so physically weird compared to other apes like why are the gorillas and the chimpanzees and the orangutans all the same size now well, I mean, do you want the so real it gets reason, at some kind of like uh, manufactured cloning <laughs> well, kind of thing to me? I mean, if we're watching battle as well, then the nuke goes off in five years, and then eight years later, all apes can talk, and it's right. not the nuke that did it; they just can now. Uh, I think that's something that we're over- <laughs> for the I th- moment. I think that's something that we overlook in 2023 watching these movies is right. how prescient the nuclear arms race and look. Yeah. Only in the last week. Did it become a thing again? But like, but in pet genocide is is omnipresent. We'll always right. understand. But that. in nineteen seventy one, it was still <laughs> like to your point, Jay, earlier about like this guy trying about you know why this guy gives a shit about two thousand years from now. It's not two thousand years from now. It's like tomorrow, this nuke could go off and the whole fucking thing could go belly up. So, right, I think that culturally is what is still re- is what was still relevant at the time. Because we've talked about this since the first episode, which is just nuclear arms race is always going to be a huge part of this, um, a huge part of this series, just because of the time it was made. Mm-hmm. There's just no, there's no getting around that. Like it's quite frankly, like, and so that I think to me is the expectorant of the whole series is like, oh, this looming specter of nuclear, nuclear obl- oblivion. Mm-hmm. causes like so many things to happen and again this is like the awesome thing about science fiction from the 1970s so much was qualified as like i don't know some nuke went off and like everybody <laughs> became this guy you know it's like a, yeah. it's a whole thing so it was an omnipresent unknown right that could so wipe everything out now what's interesting too but when you watch it now is so the dog and cat pandemic of I don't know, 1983 or I mean, whatever it happens. they just say that so casually. Caesar's like, well, in the Secret Scrolls, all your cats and dogs die. It's like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, what? you don't drop a bomb like that on people who love their cats and dogs. I mean, what because if of fucking germs bizarre. from space. Yeah. Right. Zira and Cornelius fucking murder. They, 28 days later, all the cats and dogs. That dog in the hotel was probably the first dog that got the oh, plague and started zero dying. for sure. Ah. Yeah, oh, Zira, from, from Zira, Zira. that dog up, yeah. At the Beverly Hilton or whatever. So I still have, as far as the time travel idea goes, I still have my personal belief is that it's like Terminator. It's like Judgment Day. The rise of the apes was inevitable. Yeah. And they just made it happen faster. Uh, the dogs and like cats that. dying and the rise of the apes was supposed to happen 300 years from now. That's what he said. But it's mm-hmm. going to happen within the next 20, 30 years. I really like that. Yeah. I like that. That makes that's sense. The, that's the thing the science works. guy never postulates, right? Is he's like, well, if I kill them, this won't happen. You're like, there's still a future where those apes existed. In an infinite timeline, they're still going to come back. Some other ape's going to make their way back, right? But he's just like, well, I don't, I don't know. I got to handle it now. Well, this is like always the thing about time travel stuff when people are trying to prevent, like we were talking about with Terminator, when people are trying to prevent the future, it's John Connor sends his best friend back to fuck his mom to make him. Yeah. Like that's like the paradox to end all paradoxes. It's not it's about awesome. like to me, a lot of the time the like the, these kinds of trying to prevent the future moments in movies are not about the they're they're that. It's I'm trying to prevent me from not existing. 
Because, like, yeah. really, if I was John Connor and I saw the future, I was in the future, be like, I got to send people back and be like, fuck that. I am going to fucking, like, I, I'm just not going to be born. Like, no, that's, that's the, the Matrix issue, right? Where they're like, yeah. oh, Neo got free of the Matrix. Then you see him eating, like, that slut, that sludge. Yeah. And wearing, and like, stretched out you fleeces. That? You're like, yeah, I'd go back. I'd be like, plug me the fuck in. Yeah. I don't want to live on that ship. <laughs> Have you ever seen the original ending of the butterfly effect? Yeah. Same thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where, he, where he strangles yeah. himself with the umbilical cord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Sorry, it's not funny, but it's really funny that that kind that's, of like thing all right. that makes it into a movie. I don't want to continue the pod if we can't agree that's a fucking hilarious movie. Always very funny. That is funny. absolutely okay, hilarious. Good. As long as as long as we're okay, I look baby's dying is not cool but well, a little he, no yeah. baby's dying yeah, is not baby, cool baby like, choking so himself hilarious. Fact, he just grabs the little he just grabs it all right here we go yep. um dude he's got and, like one week old biceps he has no fucking muscle again this is always up. one of those things was like wait a second you have memories of being in the womb like i thought you could only go back to your memory of yeah, you go it's back in there to your somewhere. Own memories not just a picture of you it's just yeah, in yeah. there it's in there somewhere we just can't access it Everything like we've ever right seen or heard of, is somewhere in there. That's a just got out of film school, <laughs> got a script sold. Nobody had the money to make the script that you wanted. It should have been yeah. some indie darling. And <laughs> and it didn't have a big enough budget to, to like make it better. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't have a small enough budget to make it cool. Whatever. Oh, We're yeah. not talking about That was early year <laughs> of film school. Every freshman or sophomore, their movie ended with someone killing themselves. Yeah, it yeah. seemed very dramatic. It was, right? well, so that it was, was like the, a real scourge. I've seen yeah, like hundreds in, of student film suicides. <laughs> yeah. Early film school was always you did that because that's I did how that. You ended, that's because it, but that, but that, that makes sense because that's Our how first you short film short was me film. and another actor playing chess and whoever lost, like I killed myself and that was the end right. of it. But that's so I did all the cliches, right? It was black and white. We were playing chess. But and that's I how killed you ended a short game. film. You end a short film yeah. by something like finite happening old. because you can't, you're not going to make a sequel to a short film or you can, but like. When Should I bring it college, back now? You're not thinking about it. Yeah, now, Seven, yeah. Seal now, it. If you, uh, now you have you're to do right. If you end a movie by blowing up the entire world, you probably shouldn't make a sequel. You see how I brought it back? <laughs> see how I brought it back? Well done. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking at you, Beneath. We're looking at you. <laughs> well, also, I like their, like... ship. Did you notice that? It's it's a black ship. Yeah. The original one was white, like, with little stripes. Because yep. I didn't know if it was Taylor's or the other guy's. They never really explained why they're like, we got to get out. Why? Who's Milo? Why is he with us? And then, See, yeah, Zira passes sense. out in the museum, and she's like, I'm pregnant. And it's like, all right, oh. that makes a little more sense now. Oh, I just rewatched uh, Beneath, because uh, I was showing the movies to my wife, and uh, she By the way, her tweet about has... that was wonderful. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> what did I miss? His wife tweeted, she's she... like, Jay's making me sit here and scream at Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, because, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we were getting political. Um, but the, uh, yeah, she says she's pregnant. Our future child, she said, in, um, in Beneath the Planet of the Apes. She says, I don't want this world for our future child. And she touches her stomach. She's not talking in vagaries. Um, and then she, Shit. she flies off in the spaceship and, uh, she just doesn't tell anybody until she passes out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wow. See, that's good. That I really did forget completely. I totally I like, forgot that, did too. Did that come out of nowhere? I I'm didn't. Like, oh. We also forgot on the last pod, the last time we saw Zara and Cornelius, they were doing some, like, all-in-the-family comedy bits about how Cornelius beats <laughs> the shit out of her. 
So that's even scarier if she's actually like... We were talking too much about how to make that movie better and not talking enough about it because we also yeah. just completely blew off the the chimp sauna. Yeah, dude. Oh, hell we yeah, really dude. Did. Yeah, smelling like shit, getting all that fungi and mold in their fur. That's just not a thing that would exist. But that is, yeah. I, those are sorry, some, yes. I love this the is, fake sweat. This is the curse of podcasting. I'm sure anyone on here who does podcasting will know. Five minutes after you end every episode, no matter how well you went or you thought it went, you're like, why didn't I say that? Yeah, it's just it's the curse of it. It's impossible. So, okay, what I like about the Do you remember uh, – have you guys ever watched, like, the original Doctor Who? Oh, hell yeah. I'm a huge okay, Doctor so Who guy. Griff's a Whovian, big time. Awesome. So John Pertwee, when, we, when they did the John Pertwee, it was about, around about 1972, and they were just like, people don't want outer space anymore. People don't. Like what? So they just like had him do kung fu moves in the street. Yeah, he never went through time, um, and he was just kind of an espionage guy. And that's what they did with this movie. Weirdly, they sort of did the yeah. same thing, where it's just like it starts about... in our atmosphere and it never leaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let them be the fish out of water doing their mm. own thing. Yeah, uh, I and I I think it was a little breath of fresh air from how wacky. I think the second movie was. The I last one kind of nice. got up its own ass. Yeah. A little. Well, this one gets funny. A, yeah, on see, that's like the big thing is I think this one starts like like Andrea and I were watching it last night and even she like would perk up every once in a while when like Roddy McDowell would throw some hilarious like she tells me what to do and I'm like oh, <laughs> oh man boy. oh yeah yeah Cornelius he, is TV ready Cornelius yeah. is he fucking yucking it up dude. <laughs> dude he's sitting there in his fucking Hugh Hefner suit just watching his self on TV like hmm 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 <laughs> the fucking <laughs> Terry Clark that when fucking striped robe oh, I want that robe just love him yeah, he's like Chris Collinsworth. He's watching his playbacks. I was like, when good he, for you, Cornelius. When, when he's watching TV and the first thing you see is him in that fucking striped robe, I'm like, that guy is going to get – that guy is going to fucking fuck the species for sure. He is Oh, for that sure guy is down. fucking forest chimps for sure. That, that guy no is. about it. That guy's going to the jungle and slinging dick. Yeah, that guy's doing a 60s that, – like, that, that scene where the key party's going on, I'm like, that guy fucked every single woman in there. He walks deep sure. in the Congo where you can't see a pasture anymore and he just drops that rope. He's, he's he like, just walks – He's been walking up to all the women in the party like, I'll show you beneath the planet of the apes if you'd like. like well, that's, that's what they should have fucking done instead of running around to a ship that doesn't work. You got to get on that boat to where you can make a, make buddies. <laughs> you got to go fuck yourself an army, dude. That's what he should have done. That, I Either here is, or there. But I like, so, because it starts with this, like, government inquiry, and you're like, okay, this might go the way of literally the other two, which is like, it's, they're not It's gonna... almost an exact kind of replication, but not as gruesome as, uh, as Planet of the Apes when he first, right. you know, makes contact with like, society. Like, basically, we have, a, like, humans have a delayed reaction to how annoyed they are with, like, how different the apes yeah. appear to be. And like it's because again, we have bureaucracy and we have television, right? And we have, we have like, too we much. Have the people we have too much going get to on. see everything, which yeah. I don't. Uh, first thing I don't buy. Let's put the talking apes on TV to show all the people. No way, they're gonna dump, oh, them, yeah. dump them in Area Fifty One. That's an Area Fifty One <laughs> move for sure. Yeah, their they're assholes are all stretched with... out. They're all cut up before they would ever hit TV. They're gonna breed them with uh, uh, with chimps and chimps from now. Uh, to create a little smart chimp army, and that's how the yeah. uprising happens. That's Trade the real super person. soldiers. 
The other thing about this movie that has one flaw for me, besides the obvious, yeah, the the dipshit soldier. The soldiers are the ones that find them. They definitely are not letting them just, like, go to the Beverly Hilton. Or the L.A. Zoo. What a weird, like, that's where we'll put them with other zoo things. The thing that drives me nuts in this movie is that Zira and Cornelius are not at all stunned at how much more advanced our human society was. Taylor told them that we were an advanced species compared to them. They're like, (laughs) when they see a car, when they see the spaceship, right? When they see a television, this should blow their fucking mind. When they see They're essentially, right, the first fucking Planet of the Apes essentially is in Flintstone timeline. Yeah. Like, they're living that Flintstone life, dude. They should be blowing their fucking mind. Zero rolls "Mm." with it. I mean, she, she's amazed, but, like, when she says, uh, goodnight to the TV, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, they're not asking any questions. They're scientists. Yeah. Maybe (laughs) that's what it is. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Maybe, I think that's what it is. Their inquiring minds are so curious that it's not necessarily shocking to them that, uh, automobile shows up and takes yeah maybe this is it's like when everyone the famous joke when the tv show 24 was on it's like when's the episode where he takes a shit (laughs) so okay maybe this is like happening off camera and we just have to assume so we only got so so they they end up staying at the beverly wilshire which i've actually shot at before and it's i've gotten shit where they have the swinger party with the yeah yeah where they have the where they have the key party with the seesaw um which people definitely fucked on at that party by the way um but Oh, do you I know wanted to ask, 70s LA would have been so dick ready. Yeah. For an intergalactic so species. I wanted to ask no you guys. Jay, Jay, have you been out to LA before? No. Okay, cool. But you've seen plenty of movies about stupid things in Los Angeles. This is my question. <laughs> Besides the fashion show they went on, where else do you think the government took them in Los Angeles in the 1970s? <laughs> because the only other frame of reference at this time anyone might have had was like pretty much the long yeah, goodbye and then like the omega man so clearly the place is <laughs> fucked regardless so they could have gone and got their heads kicked in at dodger stadium all the classic <laughs> la sightseeing <laughs> it definitely didn't take them downtown because like because that's the thing like at this stage in history la is a, a like downtown's fucked beverly hills is like at the this nicest stage place. in history downtown is fucked <laughs> I mean, it's not as cool as it, it's it's not chic like it is now apparently. But this like, is also I the think, birth of Skid Row. Like, do you think they took him to like Cantor's Deli to like grab a sandwich, like you know, a vegetarian Dude, sandwich? Imagine the apes having their first sandwich. Yeah, we missed a <laughs> like, lot what of the cool, bread. Yeah, we missed a lot of cool LA moments because their minds should be blown by some of this stuff. Like, they're not yeah. up by the Hollywood sign. Come on, that's right. Like, That's right. They didn't take, I, they I didn't think take, it's the... They the, didn't take him to the Walk of Fame? The Walk shame. of Fame. <laughs> Here's Dom DeLuise. And they're like, hmm, interesting. What does Dom DeLuise do? <laughs> but, no. I think... I actually... Sorry. Yeah, because it is kind of this fun 70s comedy yeah. that like I love. 30 minutes. It's really fun. I like... Because you they plant this great seed, right? In the inquiry. When she starts... To, I've died... I mean, examined a ton of humans, right? That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Oh, that scene is great. When they give her the truth serum and they show what we saw in Planet of the Apes, but all sepia it out. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. this fucking World War II recreation video. Awesome. Yeah, it's like a Ken Burns documentary. Also, what I hate is that the scientists acknowledge what they did to, because they're like, she committed atrocities. Granted, we also do that all the time to animals and things we consider inferior. Right. 
But I thought that was a, a really cool scene, right? Is that this guy's just out to get this evidence that they're doing something evil, right? Yeah. So he, he fucking gets her on the truth serum. Their answer is that they want to give her an abortion and chemically castrate both of them. Maybe not chemically, maybe physically castrate both of them. Right. Yeah. They say Why? as humanely as possible. So maybe they'll just give him a little ape vasectomy. Yeah. Yeah. Here's your ape rubbers. Here's, <laughs> here's a, but I was like, they say that on broadcast to the, the world. Right. So not only do we know these apes, but we fall in love with them because they're, you know, running around experiencing Los Angeles for the first time. The government comes out and is like, hey, we're going to kill their baby and castrate them. Mm -hmm. That's a fucking bizarre scene in the movie that just never matters for the rest of the movie. But they do that on fucking broadcast television. Yeah, it's. Maybe I'm confused. And that was just like only. No, uh, that part was a secret meeting. That yeah. part was a secret meeting. After, uh, oh yeah, no, that wasn't after, on TV. That was the second. President Bill watches it on TV. Yeah, he watched it on closed circuit. Okay, yeah. that makes more yeah. sense because I was like, what? No, yeah, I mean, his scientist buddy still knows he should have gone out and run to the press. I think what's this is something that the movie does uniquely that I think we're not. This is why I think that whole like swing in seventies section is so fascinating because. It does spend, like, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm watching it, it was the whole time I was just like, I'm really waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because, like, that is, yeah. like, the thing is, like, no one can be this cool about something like this at this moment in time. Like, there's just, like, you see. Oh, yeah. The, you see the science advisor. Like, the president's the only one who's like, who fucking cares? Just let him hang out. Put him up in the <laughs> wheelchair. Well, I got real like, proud. Everyone else is a dick about it. or whatever is also right. just, like, this is fascinating and like even the only was, guy uh, who gets mad is the priest because he's like yeah. wed wed well, it's like, that's, when that's the line in the sand yeah these apes <laughs> are proving that your god doesn't exist but you're mad they got married that shit that shit is the best yeah i'm like wait a second <laughs> so literally your entire reason for being has been completely violated but you're upset that they're married all right cool the <laughs> first day aliens appear on this earth god is dead like yeah, officially absolutely. dead he just becomes a well more of a cult than they are if an alien from another world shows up, let alone us from the future, where it's humans didn't win, God is dead as we've created him. Right. And this priest is just like, what the hell? They share <laughs> you know, a bed? <laughs> like, what? You know what's interesting is, <laughs> so he like stands up like, what? That whole bit. And I thought that was hilarious. And then it follows up with Cornelius being like, God made ape in its in its own image. I'm like, how are you not standing up about this shit too, dude? <laughs> yeah, you're not picking your spots. It's kind right. of like, the, the that interesting... is much worse than them getting married. <laughs> right. It's the interesting thing with the 70s and this one is we are losing essentially all social commentary. Yeah. Right. We have well, this one scientist who's who's freaking out about everything happening. We get little moments of like when see uh, when a uh, fucking Cornelius takes in the boxing match. That is an awesome scene. It's awesome shot moment. very very well. Beastly. And he beastly. So he gets a sense that there's something else going on, right? That there's something with the this species yeah. that's very this is their I, recreation. I there like is that something missing the, in in the montage of them getting yeah. them doing coke. Like yeah, they, they're supposedly getting famous. They I mean I don't know if they could have gone this far, but maybe they could have put them on the Dick Cavett show. I really think that that yes. would have been great. Yes, that is exactly what's missing. Or how about the average population the press not being okay with yeah. them? Yeah. Right? Like, they're they not, go to that boxing match, there's some guy who's going to say some shit. 
Well, where's yeah. the yeah? Th- there's no other reports. Like it's like the entire world's cool with it. By but just by de facto that de- everyone's de facto okay with it because they're staying in Beverly Hills. Like that's like the most yeah. Because she gets hammered and tries ever. on dress. You know, but I agree. This is- but like there is no news report. How do real people feel? You know, that the kind of thing. The only thing I can give them for why there's none of that, right? This budget. one, this one, well, honestly, you can do that with the budget. They had actors. It's just have one actor throw of, out some it, fucking it's slur. It's very simple stuff. Right. I mean, you could just do that with dialogue, right? But to me, I think it's all about, because this is kind of the, the immigrant story, right? This movie. Mm-hmm. I think what it is is show them as non-threatening, normal, lovable characters. And then see how fast someone can turn them into the boogeyman. Right. And next well, thing you know, they're happens. on the news. Okay, this is something I have to talk about. Cornelius did straight up fucking kill a guy. Yeah. Like, he 100% yeah. straight up killed a man. Well, can we talk about this for a second? Not it- well. He fucking killed that man. Because <laughs> twice did. after that, he goes, it wasn't my fault. And I'm like, Self- yes, Self- it was. Defense. I mean, come on. The guy Super didn't have a pacifist. knife to his throat. To guy- be fair, it's... To be fair, it's one of those things where uh, here I'm gonna say this. Okay, it was not. It wasn't that violent. He literally knocked something out of this guy's hand. Those apes would have increased <laughs> strength compared to us, right? But Here's he the didn't... other thing. They it does beg the question: What happened to all the monkeys in this great ape genocide? Because that's right. just a slur. There are no monkeys, and if you right. call them that, that's a slur. It's super Which racist. So we don't crazy. ever learn what I happened don't think to that, that they version. Would. I have never seen a monkey in Ape City, right. and I don't, I don't think they would consider it a slur because they think they're better than humans already. You know, something it's, happened with the apes where all the other apes decided the monkeys got to go. Right, calling an ape a monkey. Uh, okay, but okay. I don't know. See, that's kind of the yeah. thing that the new trilogy is so much better at is showing the differences in species. I need to, but I, I need to present this conspiracy though within the movie because okay. to be honest with you. Increased strength or not, all he did was knock some shit out of the guy's hand. He accosted him, which no, led to him falling down and dying. An, I don't if know what you, you saw. I did not see an accosting. If you did that to me, you going to jail. The only I shield kn- you would have is your whiteness against prison. If I not, <laughs> that's the only shield you would have. In a not wrong. Sense. If I only <laughs> knock something because his skin is white. If I, uh, <laughs> if I only knock something out of your hand. Again, I was like, if you smack the shit out of something think, out of my hand and the force of it knocks me back to my death. I think they fucking 86 to that guy. I so thought the chimps were pacifist. I thought the chimps were pacifist. Fucking yeah, pacifist to, pacifist That's to right. that guy's face. That's which, right. Yeah, unless you're unless somebody takes a knife to you or unless uh, your wife yeah. is talking out, out of turn. Yeah. And you got to pretend to smack her. Then you'll give her a smack. Then you'll give her a smack. I did think it would be funny in the later report, and they're like, "And we got a report from the future that he recreationally beats his wife's here." <laughs> um, we have an no. ancient scroll here, so I I guess he probably killed that guy. He should have got a smack, but he fucking killed a guy. Right, but Cornelius doesn't think he killed him. So, like to me, there is this lingering. There's but a smoking gun. Him. You know what? We watched okay, him so hit the guy. There's a smoking gun here. Care. Is what I'm saying. I don't care. He knows that his wife and unborn child and himself are in danger, and he danger. does what needs to be done. I don't care. Yeah, he yeah. killed a guy. Let's get out of here. They want to kill him. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> he, he definitely think, killed a guy. 
I think the government killed the guy afterwards. <laughs> oh, no shit? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You think what? They gave him like a delayed capsule? No, I think they straight up came in and was like, oh, look at this guy. He got punched in the nose. All right, let's suffocate you him. You think so we Caesar can... smacked him, he fell down, and was unconscious, and I then think the government Cor- came in Cornelius, and put the boot on the throat? I think Cornelius smacked him. He, they came in, they're like, this dude. Damn, that can- is super dark. If that's true, that's super dark and awesome. So, Have you watched these the, movies uh, so far? <laughs> You're not the, wrong. Um, <laughs> We're going in the, the conquest canon here. changes in this movie, and it changes movie by movie, obviously. They just like... You know, I guess it's just hard to set up a reel-to-reel and rewatch the movie before you write the new one. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't afford but, a fifty-cent ticket. What's up? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but uh, so, on the subject of Cornelius, for some reason, knowing everything, I think that can be, be explained because Milo was not supposed to die. The guy who played Milo did not like the makeup, and he's just like, "I'm done." figure out a way for me not to be doing this movie anymore. I didn't know that. Yeah. There's a reason they put three of them in there. Like, there's no repercussions to his death. It's just they already filmed all the stuff with him in it. Right, right. Yeah. You think that would matter a little more. So I think Dr. (laughs) Milo was like, I think that was going to be him. He was going to be interviewed. The two of them are uh, like, media darlings right they've got him in they're the in sex pots room. they got the other guy giving the information that makes sense and in the first movie they talk about dr milo i think he's sort of like a um a chimp in the know <clears throat> and i think right. that he's like he's uh dr zayas trusts him with this sort of information and Maybe i think he lets it all out do you think he's like the guy I'm going to put it in a way that sounds conspiratorial, even though it's not. But, like, do you think he's the guy who's, like, seen, like, that suitcase of L. Ron Hubbard stuff? And they're like, oh, cool. He actually knows this is bullshit, too. Like, yes. I, I think Zayas and Milo are, like, in coots, basically. Yeah, and for the greater good of apedom or whatever. it's just Someone like, had to train him in archaeology, yeah. yeah. Milo could have been his mentor. He yeah, could have been his, sense. like, his professor, whatever. Um... So yeah, this this murder begets us a, a running adventure, right? Right, right. This is where we introduce mm. Armando. Hilarious idea to be like oh, these Ricardo intergalactic Mont- fugitives. Montalban. Armando's awesome, and he's in this one and the next one. Yeah. Uh, great addition to the the ape mythology here. So essentially, um, their plan is Simeon. to let Zira give birth in the circus. Just steal this other chimpanzee's baby. Dude, and chuck it so off of a boat. And yeah, so that baby it. will get Not murdered. Cool. <laughs> uh, I think they know someone's getting murdered. It's like, might as well be your fucking kid, dumb ape in the cage. Not um, okay. Insane. <laughs> that Because the, the mom chimpanzee would murder Zira for touching what, her baby. thousand percent. So they probably had to train that mom. I can see how a guy who runs a circus would be okay with just chucking a baby chimp off of a boat for a, a talking chimp. It's right. not legal. It's not illegal to have. He a just wants a yet, chimp, so and this like, a better chimp. Right, right, right. I can see that, but a sentient ape woman holding a baby of her own species and being like, "Not mine!" <laughs> just oh, off a boat, like, that's Don't some fucking it. gnarly shit, dude. <laughs> no, this is the thing, right? I was watching this nature documentary with my kids, and my <laughs> wife was like appalled and made me turn it off. Chimpanzees have like full-on gang warfare for turf, right? 
And if you, their males beat your males, the first thing they do is no, rape no, no. every female chimp. Kill his neighbor to get his land. The neighbor would never do that. <laughs> chimps, chimps did before this event in time, before they were pets, and they right. fucking rape all the women chimps and then fucking eat their babies. So there's no competition with the babies that they are now making with these. Chimps are fucking brutally violent creatures. Like, oh, yeah. and this mom is going to fucking murder someone if they come near her baby. So that leads to like, what the hell did they do to her to switch it? And she's gonna fucking snap Milo in half when she wakes up and realizes it's not her baby. Right. Neither here. Oh yeah. Baby. Oh man. Yeah. It's it's Jesus. a really just like dark moment because Zira's like, hey, we're friends, and holds up her paw. I'm like, that creature will eat your face off. Yeah. Is not oh, interested but, um, in whatever you're selling. It's hardcore. The chimp baby is awesome because it's a real chimp. Yep. And I love. Just rewatch it if you didn't notice, but I love the way that chimp stares at Cornelius and Zero. Like, like they, he, Uncanny Valley from his perspective, he's like, what are you? <laughs> he's it's, so fascinating. He just loves yeah. staring at these people in apes. It's suits. really good. <laughs> Imagine going back and meeting like an actual like cave person. Yeah. I mean, like, fuck, that was us, dude. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, the real, uh, I'm not going to call him an actor, but I mean, the actual chimp looking at people in makeup. He's just yeah. so cute the way he's just like, can't stop staring at the people in ape costumes. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, he's like, dude, I got to do better in life. I got to, I got to strive for more. I got to follow the rocks Instagram and get some inspiration. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is weird because I think when they get to Camp Eleven, right? Is they're like, you know, he Heisland was like, or no, Cornelius said that with part of the scrolls, right? He's like, man might kill his brother, but he won't kill his pets, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then I'm like, that's essentially exactly what you're doing right now, Cornelius. You commit a murder, you commit a baby kidnapping. He didn't do that. Cornelius is in a full on like crime. Cornelius spree did not fucking murder. Those oh, did he? Because what's guys. the first thing he asked the scientists? He's like, can I get strapped? Cornelius is about the life now. Cornelius oh, yeah. is about the hard. I'm not saying life. he's not. A, he doesn't become about that life, but it takes having to it takes having to defend that wife and kid, man. Cornelius knows now that it's going down. Cornelius is about the life of shoot it out. Yes, I mean that's oh, yeah. why the ending is what it is. Like it is this like sort of tragic. It is this it, for a movie that starts kind of. Like a like a jinky sci-fi thing, like the Scooby Dooish type vibe. Yeah, yeah. The ending is so brutal. You're just like, holy shit! That is enough, though, because so each movie keeps miserable. trying to. Yeah. Each movie knows that the thing that got people in 1968, Planet of the Apes, was that ending that just with the waves crashing that just makes mm -hmm. you go, "Oh my god!" So, mm -hmm. no matter what the movie is. They always want to do an ending like that. Yeah. I mean, and I think what's good too this time is <laughs> there's a nice open ending to it. So you're like, oh, cool. When we want to come back, luckily we didn't blow this right. one up yet. So we can just that normal chimp baby got gadded. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we murdered it, a normal one. Don't but worry. It is, but, there, there is an inevitability to how fucking. Every chance there is in an apes movie, it always goes the worst possible way. Yeah, absolutely. There's an inevitability to this this ending, this confrontation, well, right? I think that's really fascinating is it's the nature of – it's not even the nature of humanity. It's just the nature of self. Like, there's so much self-preservation that comes through 
for every character. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing necessarily in Cornelius and Zira's case, other than them being framed for murder for that one guy. But, you know. Framed? <laughs> framed! <laughs> framed! <laughs> framed! Yeah, framed perfectly in the middle of the camera while they fucking did it. Neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> no, He's like, about that life. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm with him. If someone was gonna fucking kill my wife and kid, I yeah, would I'd also fucking, I'd fucking, steal babies and get I'd guns tap and the murder. strikes for sure. No doubt about it. I'd be about the and, life too. And I think he is immediately about that life because he lives in a, a on a world with six million people on it now, six yeah. million sentient beings. And I think that like the apes and how up their own ass they are about how peaceful they are is because there are only a thousand of them. Yeah, and they're and still fucking going. At, they're running out of food. Yeah. Well, and they're also it's a it's a caste system. Like they're very specific. Like they have this society built that's so specific, mm-hmm. and that's not how the, that's not the world that they come into and escape. They're like, holy shit, everyone is like, man. yeah. Like the only thing that separates everyone here seems to be the societal ills that we don't necessarily <laughs> acknowledge. They, in the they, the no, not all apes are created equal either, right? Once they hit Camp Eleven. He knows exactly where this is going. Because that's what they did to Taylor. Like, he knows exactly what's coming when they hit Camp 11. Mm. He's fucked. Oh, my favorite. I think think my favorite. uh, There's one accidentally hilarious moment. And uh, it's where they're taken into the the room. It's a dark room. And she says, "We, we flew off into space. And there was a bright, blinding light. And then he turns on the lamp and goes, present this. Like this? And it's like, you Brighter fucking idiot. Like, what? <laughs> Why'd Dude, you do that? <laughs> that? That mustachioed detective or whatever is such a fucking idiot. He's always, <laughs> dude, every scene he has, he's just like the most shocked of it. <laughs> but there is something hilarious. about the president saying, take them alive, right? They're fine. And watching his man of science run out with his own pistol to save mankind. Is Cornelius another man of science has his own pistol? And it's right, no matter once you start making weapons, this is how it's always gonna fuck. Well, yeah, go. it just devolves mm-hmm. into this self preservation. That's like right. the, that's like this nice like nicely wrapped metaphor for yeah. the movie itself is like not even like, oh, once weapons are involved, but more just like once your self preservation is at stake, everyone becomes everyone becomes an animal for themselves. Like, it's not necessarily right. like, Oh, we're just, you know, yeah. we're just firing guns. Like when self-preservation actually matters, like I'm not getting into anything that's going on in the real world right now, but like, well, yeah, when but self-preservation that, actually right? matters, it becomes a diff- it's, it becomes a very yes. different story. We, we are dehumanizing these intergalactic apes, not even intergalactic, just futuristic apes. Yeah. We are dehumanizing something that has human qualities Right. And then when we watched that fucking doctor as she's yelling for Cornelius, shoot Zira in the back, a, 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 a character we've loved for three movies. Right. This very end, and this yeah. one especially so endearing, so lovable. Watch her get shot in the back holding the baby. Watch him shoot the baby about eight fucking times. It feels like right. Watch Cornelius have to watch that and then fucking shoot him as Cornelius then gets shot by. I mean, it's it's gut wrenching to watch. That, it's that, utterly insane and it's fucking it, gnarly it, that and where, where, scream he does that like yeah i love that moment oh it's not even like he's screaming in pain it's like a fuck this world it's yeah. oh my god 
And that's, they came back hoping for a better future to do better, and it just had to go this way. And again, it's this, this is what happens when you dehumanize and vilify and just make everything the enemy. And it's just, as soon as you see Milo at the end in that cage, you're like, this is going to pop off. Right? I, this He is the one who's going to break this shit apart. Why do you keep calling him Milo? That, that boy is Caesar. Right, but that's yeah, what they named him in this movie, right? He picks his own name, Caesar. Caesar, in the next movie. Yeah. But, Talking his yeah, slave so this is name. This is Caesar. <laughs> that's, damn, dude, you didn't have to put it on me like that, but... Wow. You know what I mean? There is an inherent thing, because we're Quit all white guys, that, like, as I keep calling them apes and whatever, like, it feels weird. It feels well, uncomfortable, and then you just fucking dropped Caesar. it on My me goodness. like a fucking 500-pound rock but neither here nor there yeah so when you see that that child survived right you're not like oh thank god you're like oh shit like it, it's on now right they fucking killed the two most lovable respectable characters in this franchise yes that's that's it's unbearable that i mean that's pretty that's pretty yeah. that's a gnarly way to go into another yeah. movie is to kill off the two characters like not only are the most prevalent but highly charming based on the movie we just watched absolutely they made them more charming they than made them ever so been, lovable yeah and zira um i can't remember kim the actress kim hunter zira. kim hunter yeah yeah she the thing like the things that she can do through that mask like i unbelievable just, like the practice that she must have done in the mirror because like i know she's like stretching her face to make the mask do that stuff yeah um I can see her emotions coming through better than anybody. That I mean, scene when she like smiled as she hugged Caesar when he made his joke about when she lets him talk, I was like, that's incredible. Yeah. She's so good. And uh, we just watched Caesar, her get shot. What they all no look like now? That's not Caesar. That's his No, father. I said when she hugs Cornelius is what I said. God damn, dude. <laughs> you got me tripping now, you motherfucker. <laughs> you'll be listening to this again. You'll know what you said. And also, if I can say something in my defense... He does look exactly like Caesar. Cornelius like looks exactly like Caesar. <laughs> yeah, in my defense, they look exactly shockingly alike. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. All right, you motherfucks. But yeah, no, I just, I think that insanely dark ending. And then we see the baby and it's just Milo saying mama over black. Oh. It's, it's devastating. Again, what an ending. Yeah, they, they just, always so, have good endings. They in do these know movies. how to end these movies. They they like, know God how to damn. fucking yes. drive it home. And it's the first one where you know there's that where they knew they were going to make a sequel. Yeah. So the idea that they were started from scratch. I mean, I get. I know. I think Kim Hunter didn't want to do anything after this, and they know, were going to use Roddy McDowell again anyway. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's not as ballsy as I thought. But like you know, it's big. It's violent. It yeah. gets more violent. Well, as we see in the next one, it's really hard after what we just watched in this one to do the like, I'm a peaceful man of science. I hope it works. Right. Right. Like in the next one, they have McDonald, right? The assistant mayor. Right. Who's like a perfect, like trying to make sense of all of it. But it's too late. Well, it's too once late. You have, once you have rover statues around the courtyard of a multiplex, you're like, well, I guess this is. The thing I like about this film series, the sequels, as far as as far as making a sequel goes, where whatever you can think about each individual movie standing on its own, 
One of my problems with sequels is they they like to redo what they did last time or the sequel takes place the next day or whatever. Every single Apes movie smashes the status quo at the end of the movie. Yeah. And the next movie starts with a brand new status quo. Yeah. And you've got to respect that. I mean, honestly, like just entry for entry, it's one of the great franchises ever. Absolutely. I mean, almost even we'll get to battle, which has its own foibles. So does, you know, beneath there's always still something really enjoyable and unique about them. I think that's a really key component of Planet of the Apes altogether is that no matter what, these movies are very rewatchable from the jump. Like I do not have a problem rewatching these movies. Whereas a lot of, there's a lot of, you have to skip a lot. You have to skip some movies in some franchises just because like some of them are not, it's not even like, Oh, they're bad. I don't want to watch Children of the corn are probably like the two best. But it's not like, Oh, they're terrible. I don't want to watch them, but it's more just like, I find that not rewatchable just because I don't feel like I need to go back to that story. These movies, I like going back to those stories, like these stories. And I always see new things. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. Anything else guys? Mm, I wish that this movie had come out after Watergate and after the MK Ultra in 1973, so that it was the CIA that was messing with them instead of the science. I like that too. Secretary. Yeah. You can assume that he was the he was with that, but yeah. I wish we would have seen Zero. No, just so we were mad at the government. We still liked the right, government a little right. bit in the movie, only because they had President Chill as fuck. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty I'm pretty upset that we did not get to see Zira and Cornelius doing blow with Super Chill President. That's that's they're a like, 70s they're, thing they're, that they're we really taking us to a party at what's his name? Polanski's estate. Again, <laughs> right? the, Dick like, oh, God. Show, the Dick Cavett show. Can you picture uh that Cornelius is a scene we like, on a black and white screen with his his nice three piece suit and his leg crossed, smoking a cigarette, just going yeah. like, Well, a Paz never killed a but it's just see, never come up. <laughs> we should, yeah, see, that is it. <laughs> you never had a chance, baby. <laughs> you never had a chance, am I right? Paul Lynch is like, oh, you sassy bitch. It's just never be so good. <laughs> see, I, see that's thing, too. Is I was waiting for, it was interesting, too. There was this, I forgot, and I thought there was a scene, but I knew it wasn't going to come. But I liked that Cornelius seemed to acquiesce really quickly. And he knew to lay low. Ex- That's the difference. Zero's was always ex- in charge. He always acquiesces. It's just right. like, you, but, you well, need no, to, t- to be human. I thought Zero at one point would be like, dude, what the fuck's the matter with you? You are not a human. Like, I thought at some point there was going to be a moment where she'd be like, dude, check yourself. Mm. But again, like, that's not what the movie was. And that came later anyways. But it's a very, that's just, it's a cool movie. That's it. Yeah. It's a good movie. Excellent, excellent movie. It's like Armando said, right? If if it's our destiny to be dominated, I hope it's by someone like you. Yeah. Yeah. And then we watch them get brutally murdered, and that's all we want. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a great, great movie. A great addition to the Apes franchise. Uh, Jay, tell the people where they can find your work. Uh, you just did awesome work for me that's out there. So, yeah, if you guys want to know straight up, let me know. Uh, yeah, I did a big old D&D commish. That's right. For... Griffey. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just on, on all the social bullshits, it's at J. Rollins R. J. A. Y. R. O. L. L. I. N. S. Rollins like Henry Art. Do yourselves a favor. Go find it, guys. Uh, that's it. We'll be back with Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. You can find that over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash 
Film Alchemist pod. You will not want to miss that. I think I can make the case. I think I'm going to make the case that it's the best apes movie. Period. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, we're getting political so. again. We're getting political again. You know why? Because this is yeah. after Watergate. Let's do it. That's right. This is the Sledgehammer Apes movie. And I fucking love it. So yeah, find that over on patreon.com slash Pod. We'll see you everywhere else. Thank you for your time. Bye!